Empower Radio presents Out of the Fog. Join intuitive guide and spiritual teacher Karen Hager for lively, positive conversation with light workers, healers, and dynamic wisdom keepers. Get ready for inspiration and connection. This is Out of the Fog on Empower Radio. Here's your host, Karen Hager. Hello and welcome to Out of the Fog. I'm Karen Hager. Each week at this time, we gather for a spiritual conversation with enlightening guests, and I'm glad you're here. Do animals have a secret universal language? Well, my guest today is Ascension Guide Lori Spagna, and she's here to share her experiences of telepathy and communication with animals and her understanding of our sacred contract with them and their contribution during the Ascension timeline. So this is going to be a good one. Are you ready to meet her? Lori Spagna is a best-selling author, speaker, Ascension guide, multidimensional channel, intuitive animal communicator, energy healer, visionary, light worker, and starseed. Wow, right? She's transformed the lives of humans and animals through her channeled Ascension audience, intuition, sacred energy healing, and animal communication and telepathy. Lori provides ascension training and support, sacred energy healing transmissions, and dormant DNA activations, star code marketing activations, and sacred key code activations for humans and animals. You can find out more about Lori and her work at lorispagna.com. Lori, welcome to Out of the Fog. Well, hi, Karen. Thank you so much for having me today. I'm really excited and looking forward to our conversation. Oh, thank you. See, I feel the same way. Let's Let's dive right in. How can we communicate with animals? Now, you call it animal communication and telepathy. I think of telepathy as sort of like um, like reading minds, mind-to-mind contact. How does that work? Yeah, well, that is exactly what telepathy is. So animal communication includes telepathy, but is not limited to telepathy. So telepathy is literally brain-to-brain information, and animals are incredibly tele- telepathic. In fact, we have the ability, all humans have the ability as well. The only thing is that our training and the way we are taught in all of our paradigm is in all of our existence is to only use our left brain. And telepathy has to happen when we have a balance or certainly are incorporating our left brain and our right brain in a sort of a balanced approach and also including with in a con, um, our pineal gland and our pituitary gland, those are our master glands in the sort of rear center of the brain. Those are our extrasensory glands. They're also called the third eye. So when we learn to decalcify those, clear them out, and actively engage the left brain and the right brain hemispheres, we can engage in telepathic communication with animals. They are already doing that. So, so far makes sense, right? So I'm interested to know, you talk about animal communication and you talk about it as, as telepathy. And I think of telepathy as mind-to-mind communication. So what is animal communication to you and how does that, how does that even work? Yeah, well, animal communication, telepathy is part of animal communication, but animal communication is more than just telepathy. So the basics of telepathy, animals are already doing it. We humans have not been trained uh, to be able to do it, but we absolutely have the ability. So the way it works, it's really simple in a sense in terms of explaining how it works is we, it would require us to be actively engaged in using both our left hemisphere of our brains and our right hemisphere of our brains 
and combining the part of our brains that connects that, that's our super sensory gland, our extrasensory glands in the sort of rear center back of the brain, uh, the pineal gland and the pituitary gland. So when those glands are activated, right now in most humans, they're completely calcified by things like fluoride in the water and artificial sweeteners and sugar and genetically modified foods, artificial fast foods, that all calcifies that, that master gland, those master glands, the pineal gland and the pituitary gland. But when we're actively using those and we're connecting the logic and intelligence and rational of the left brain with the awareness and the knowing of the right brain, we can actively engage in telepathy with any other living being. By the way, that pineal gland and pituitary gland, those master extrasensory glands are also known as the third eye. So animals are already doing that. We just haven't been trained or learned how to do it. That's telepathy. Then we could get into the whole realm of animal communication. What else is involved in that? You know, we're talking about developing brain matter in the heart. Animals have already done that. Um, We're talking about developing the brain matter in the gut. The animals have already done that. And we're also talking about using the knowledge and wisdom or the information that comes through the skin, which is also a form of communication, a vehicle of communication. We are typically ignoring that that part of our sensory ability. So those are just some of the things, but we, we all have it within us and we can all learn how just animals are already doing it. So I do understand what you mean, Lori. And I, and I think, does that mean that if I could tune in, right, if I was listening clearly, if I was activated in this way that animals are already kind of broadcasting to each other and to us so that anybody who can tune in could pick up that frequency, could hear the communication? Yes, that's a wonderful way to say it. Another thing I would add to that is just that um, if you think of it like when you go to a gym or when you lift weights, you're building a muscle. Animal communication and telepathy is like that. You have to actively engage in strengthening your ability to do and engage in this way. You also have to do certain kinds of what we could call detoxification. You have to detoxify and decalcify the part of the brain that's been sort of shut down and calcified or dormant. And also those parts of our our, our physical bodies and our unconscious that we've been unconscious of some of our own unconscious blocks that we so to speak we would have we have to sort of cleanse that out but but it's just yes the way you said it is absolutely accurate they're always broadcasting it so So for for you as an animal communicator couldn't that be absolutely overwhelming because if i'm understanding your work correctly everything that is alive is sending messages so is that right? Yeah, this <laughs> is an awesome way to say it. Well, it's just part of the training. It's part of our development. So what, what happens when we start to open up to this stuff is we become really sensory beings. And I mean, empaths go through this. Our animals are the ultimate empaths. They feel and receive and experience everything that we're experiencing. They very often sponge it up. Sometimes that's in an effort to help us. Um, very often it's an effort to help us, but we have to learn how to navigate that. And as we do, we become more masterful at our ability to sort of 
for lack of a better terminology, turn it on and use it versus sort of turn it off and say, not right now, right time, right place kind of thing. So, yeah, but it's always, it's all there. (laughs) So like, like everything else kind of on this path, it involves setting boundaries and being willing to be a little curious and push past your boundaries, but also having good, clear boundaries about when you'd like to hear everything that's alive speaking to you and when you'd rather just be quiet inside. Well, I might, you might say it that way. What I would say is it's alignment. It's like when you decide that you want to tune into FM 92.7, you can tune in. And other times you might just decide, I don't want to listen to any radio right now. Or other times you might say, I'd like to tune into 84, you know, AM 84. You know, it's that kind of thing. It's more just frequency based. So as you become skillful at it, you could call it boundaries. Yes. The only thing is boundaries are sometimes interpreted as I say, yes, I say, no, I allow, I don't allow, I resist or I don't resist. It just depends on your healthy perspective of boundaries. So that's not inaccurate to say that I just might redefine it a little bit to be more like energetic attunement, vibrational Mm -hmm. bandwidth that we tune into and vibrate with. We align with or else we tune into something else. No, I, I love that. It's a more fluid way of looking at it. As you are in your own attunement and your own alignment with animals, what are you learning? What is the message that's being communicated? What is that universal language? Oh, my goodness. I love that question. Well, the universal language is a language of love and it's a language of of allowance. And yes, flow. So that is where our animals, that's their true frequency. They're always there and they're helping us to realize that that's, that's where we want to be. That's really what we ultimately want to experience as well. So they're helping us to align with that in a sense. And the thing to, to realize is uh, what they're really doing is they, they are demonstrating who we are and who we're meant to become. And at the same time, they are demonstrating where we're out of alignment. So, for example, if the human who has an animal as a companion, if the human is is emotionally or mentally out of alignment and they're unconscious about what their what their issues are out of alignment with love or peace or joy, happiness, health, well-being, if they're out of alignment with those frequencies, the animal in their effort to sort of sponge it up and clean it up and also help the human to see, you know, what's going on. The animal may take that on as a dis-ease or a physical issue, or the animal may take it on as a behavioral issue. So the animals are effectively very often mirroring that which is going on with their human in the human environment they share. Make sense? It does. Is that ever true in a larger context, not just me and my dog, but the way in which humans are in the world and how we are in relationship to animals? Do you know what I mean? It's that it's more than me and my dog, that it might be me and my relationship with the birds of the air and the oh, yes. everybody around me? Yes. Yes. 100%. We, it's, we might not realize that. But so, for example, all animals in the wild, they have Um, what we call agreements for that area of the planet, wherever they exist to do, to do sacred work, to assist humanity as a collective. So a great example, a great example is the cows. 
And I've been communicating with cows for, I mean, I've been communicating with all different kinds of animals, but years ago, the cows would say things like, look, if you're, if you're going to eat us, just don't take our babies. Don't force us to have, you know, artificial insemination. Don't stick us with needles and fake growth hormones. Give us green pastures. Let us live out our lives peacefully and enjoyably. And then treat us as sentient, right? And then over time, cows evolved a little bit. They they went through a period of time where they would say, okay, since humans don't understand this philosophy, we're going to self-sacrifice. We're going to make ourselves sick. We're willing to get mad cow disease to teach them how to take better care of us. And then after some time, the cows started to realize, like, we can actually serve humans better if we teach them how to love themselves, how to teach themselves that they are sacred and that they, that they must love their own inner child the way we love our children, our offspring. And then they'll start treating us better too. So it's like, that's an, just an example of farm animals, of one type of far, farm animals and their collective of how they're trying to help us to learn and to grow and to evolve into better versions of ourselves. Does that make sense? It does. So how can we help them? Well, according to cows, one of the ways we can help them best is to learn self-love and self-nurturing and nurturing our own inner child and caring for ourselves. If you look at the wolves, for example, wolves and the canine species, they're teaching us group partnership, how to function well in a group, in a group dynamic. They're teaching us leadership skills. So, for example, the so-called pack leader is 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 nothing is really that being in the pack who has the most balanced left and brain left and right brain hemisphere and just says, hey, let's go here. Let's do this. We're ready for this. We're ready for that. It's not dominance or superiority like we've been led to believe. So part of how we can learn from them is to start recognizing the gifts that their mentality that they bring forward. Another thing that we can really, one of the biggest messages that comes from the animal kingdom. Oh my God, this is so big. And what they say, Karen, very often is that humans have, are still buying into this old belief system that if you show cruelty and harm that's done to animals, that that somehow will educate people. And in fact, it's quite the contrary. What the animals say that that does is that you start affecting those people who are most sensitive to the pain and suffering, and you're actually energetically causing more pain and suffering at the very same energetic frequency that the, ener- that the pain and suffering is happening. So if you think of it in terms of law of attraction, the animals are saying the same thing. They're saying, don't add to our pain and suffering by promoting all the cruelty that has happened to us. Instead, promote all the wonderful things that are happening. Promote that you want cows free from steroids and animals who um, are, are, are um, you know, animal organizations that do no kill, you know, that promote the things that you desire promote that whales and Tonga are now have now been given the rights of sentient beings and equal rights as humans. That's what they're saying. They say, stop promoting those things that are pain and suffering. Stop posting pictures of cruelty and instead 
promote that which we want more of. That's one of the biggest lessons of animals. They say when you post that stuff, it actually hurts us more. So there's an evolutionary process happening. And what, at least as, as I see it and other people see it different ways, I see it as a, as a long, this is a, a, over a period of years, evolutionary process happening now. You speak in your work about ascension. What do you mean by ascension and how is this inter, uh, interdependency? I don't know if that's even the right word. How is this communication, this living with the animals, listening to each other, mirroring each other? How is that part of that evolution or ascension? Yeah. Well, let's just define the word ascension as I, when I'm using it, ascension is the evolution, the evolutionary process that's going on on planet Earth. And we can see it in our political structures. We can see it geographically, massive changes happening. We can see it in terms of our environment, our climate. We can see it in terms of our economy. Just a perfect example, the birth of uh, blockchain currencies, you know, the birth of the Internet. We can see like this evolutionary process is happening. And it is global and it's more than global. It's in terms of our entire um, universe and galaxy and beyond universes, beyond universes. So that is when I use the word evolution and it's affecting us all personally and and physically, emotionally, mentally, spiritually, energetically, all levels, all layers, all of it. And certainly the animals are playing a major role in it, just as you 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 asked about. So. That's what I mean about ascension. The animal's role is to facilitate that for us, to help us to evolve and grow because they themselves already have the knowing, the wisdom and the awareness that we are waking up to. A great example is the elephants. The elephants and their massive brains, they are record keepers. They are storing up the records for us and they're helping us to learn. So when we learn to communicate telepathically and exchange information energetically with the animals there, they're teaching us, they're helping us to learn. And by the way, an animal will never lie to you. Uh, Elephants are record keepers. Whales are also record keepers with their huge brains. So yeah, (laughs) it's a great way for us to learn and to grow and to evolve. So for a listener, who wants to, who is maybe looking at the cat who's sitting next to them, the dog who's sitting next to them, who wants to start that subtle shift in alignment, what's the first best step that they can take so that they can begin to tune into that communication? Yeah. A first best step would be to start sitting still, quiet. Listen to the sound of silence in the darkness. Look for the light. In other words, literally with your eyes closed and a, you know, a a mask on your eyes, a sleep mask, be looking into the darkness to start seeing what's there. There's so much there. It's not just black. It's there's light. There's in the sound of silence. It's not silence. You will start to hear. That's a great place to start. You have to open your ability to hear and sense and see and feel in the stillness. So you start with stillness. Mm. That's, I think that's beautiful. We're not used to quiet. We're not used to not filling up every moment with sound or clicking or scrolling or thinking about things or sensory input. So I, I love that that's the way to get started. We've only got a couple minutes left together. Can you please let the listeners know how they can connect with you through your website? There's, you've got books and classes and events. There's so much going on. How can they find you? 
Yeah. Well, my website is my name. It's Lori Spagna. And I'll spell it because the G is silent. It's L-O-R-I-S-P, as in Peter, A-G-N-A, and as in Nancy. So it's lorispagna.com. And if they go to lorispagna.com forward slash free gifts forward slash animals, they will receive some amazing, really content-rich gifts animal communication class and telepathy, uh, uh, an energy healing class with animals, some really great tools to start right away. They will love it. So that's lorispagna.com forward slash free gifts forward slash animals. Really great content free gifts there for people who want to start learning. That's it's wonderful. And it's a reminder, I think, that we can whatever it is that we're beginning, we can start right where we are. So if you're moved by this conversation and you want to know more, just start, just do it right. Sometimes we think we're waiting for the right moment when the right moment is right now. Mm -hmm. Love that. Karen, thank you so much. You, you're just such a, your frequency, like your vibration is just so lovely. And I really appreciate you having me here and giving me an opportunity to share what the animals are, are sharing with all of us. So thank you so much for having me as a guest. Lori, you are very welcome. Thank you. Thank you for being on the program. That is Lori Spagna, and you can find out more about Lori and her work at lorispagna.com. Now, if you go to lorispagna.com forward slash free gifts forward slash animals. You'll find those free gifts that Lori was talking about on the air. So that website is Lori, L-O-R-I-S-P-A-G-N-A.com, Lori Spagna.com forward slash free gifts forward slash animals. And all of that is there for you. And of course, you're always welcome over at KarenHager.com. That's a great place to get information about what's coming up on this radio program. You can also book a private session with me if you're so inclined. I'm trying something new. I don't know how this is going to work, but if you use the coupon code podcast, when you are booking online at karenhager.com, you can take 20% off your private intuitive session with me. Give that a try and see how that works for you. I've never done that before. So hmm, let's see. And if you believe as I do, that when we focus our attention on change, that things do change when we live and breathe and feel into peace, we can create a feeling, a breathing, a living in peace. If you believe that, please check out openpeacefulheart.com. That's where you'll find lots of guided meditations focusing on peace in our hearts and peace in the world. And it's also where you'll get the call-in info for our monthly first Sunday of every month online 15-minute guided meditation calls. Those are free calls. They attract people from all over the world who come to sit in that shared sacred space of guided meditation for peace. That's all at openpeacefulheart.com. And thank you for listening today. Together we are spreading a little more light in the world and a little more light is always a good thing. Until next time, I'm wishing you peace.